0: Welcome to the 1717 Podcast, a ministry of Roseville Baptist Church, with Pastor Jackie Hill. There is no such thing as your truth and my truth. There is only truth
1: and untruth. And Pastor Derek Ambrose. We have to stop searching for truth in our culture when God's already given us the answer. Jackie and Derek answer important questions with the truth of God's Word.
0: In John 17, 17, Jesus prayed, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Here's your host, Derek Ambrosen.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome into episode 45 of the 1717 podcast. I'm Pastor Derek Ambrosen, and I'm joined by Pastor Jackie Hill. Jackie, how are you doing today? Doing good. Got
0: my tests back. Negative for strep, negative for COVID, so... I'm no complaints over
1: here. Yeah. For those of you who don't know Jackie, he's in almost a perpetual state of being sick throughout most of his life. Although it has gotten better over the years. When I first knew you, it seemed like every other week you had bronchitis and now it's only every other month. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's actually a lot better than that, but I'm glad you're doing well. I know this week, um, you know, you were unsure with, uh, whether you're going to be able to preach this weekend, your voice by the end of the day goes out a little bit. Um, you get that deeper preacher voice by the end of the day.
0: Yeah. So I'm kind of cool then, but yeah. right now i just kind of have a medium voice. I know you're doing better too, because you don't have to preach for me now.
1: Yeah. That's so. <laughs> I was, I was sitting on edge of, uh, I'm supposed to teach Sunday morning or maybe preach. And I, I didn't know which one to prep for. So I was just kind of waiting for you to give me the, the, okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited that it's uh, that, that you're doing better and hopefully good enough to be able to play softball tomorrow night as well, because yeah. we're short a few guys, so we will need you for sure.
0: Well, if you need me, we're in trouble. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> All right, but today, we on today's episode, we wanted to get into a question, uh, and really one that as we went through this, we thought, you know, this is probably the spiritual discipline that we're the quickest to ignore. Yeah, for sure. Um, we, we like to overlook this one a lot, and um, th- this question actually came from a woman at our church. And that question is regarding fasting, Yeah, the spiritual yeah. discipline of fasting.
0: Like, how should we do it? What's it all about? All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: And most of the time, we just don't know, so we ignore it, or we just we, we leave it be. We don't know what the Bible says about it much, and uh, fasting doesn't get preached about as often as many other spiritual disciplines like prayer and reading your Bible, uh, but it's mentioned in the Bible. We, we see it throughout, and we're going to show that today, so uh, our hope is that you'd be encouraged buy this and, and learn some about the topic of fasting. So first, just to define our terms of what is fasting, we would define it as re- refraining from consumption of food for an undetermined but limited amount of time for a God-honoring purpose, trusting God to meet your needs and to satisfy your hunger.
0: Exactly. It is, it's the act of replacing physical food with spiritual food. So in fasting, we go to God to meet that spiritual need that only He can satisfy. And in doing so, God also will satisfy that physical need for food as well for a time. Like an example is when Jesus was talking with the woman at the well. It was about lunchtime. The disciples went into the city to get food, and he shared the truth with her. She believed. And when they came back in John 4, uh, starting in verse 31, it says his disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So his disciples said to one another, has someone brought him food to eat? And, and what Jesus is ultimately saying is, God satisfied his hunger there. He he skipped this meal, if you will. It was a brief fast, a, mm-hmm. a, a fast of one meal, uh, to focus on a, a spiritual purpose. And the Father satisfied his hunger.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good example. So now I think there's confusion with fasting because I think Christians can abstain from all sorts of things, like technology, you know, various activities, uh, etc for similar reasons to food, but it isn't the same because one, the Bible only references fasting to food. Yep. And two, the idea is to abstain from something you need mm-hmm. for something you need more, right. which is Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, we like to do it where we uh, you know, I'm gonna abstain from my phone for a day. Well, like, okay, that that's great. Do do that. But that's not fasting from your phone. Yeah. You don't need your phone to survive as much as some of my youth students believe that to be true um, but it's it's a deeper need and specifically with food so it's abstaining from the physical for the sake of the spiritual right the the concept of fasting from something other than food is more catholic than biblical and derives from the fast associated with lent right now lent if if you don't know is primarily a catholic thing that remembers the 40 days Jesus spent fasting in the desert as observed before easter right and if you want to give up something for lent go for it but it's not it's not the the uh, The biblical fasting that yeah. we see.
0: It's not the same thing as fasting. I know, mean, uh, And so we're not belittling that at all. We're just saying it's not fasting.
1: Yep. Um,
0: one of the, another concept where this comes from, the idea of it anyway, is in 2 Corinthians 7, 5, where Paul tells um, husbands and wives to stop depriving one another except by agreement for a time so they could devote themselves to prayer and then come back together again so Satan would not tempt them. And That's close because... You have prayer associated with it, so it's similar to fasting, but the term fasting's never used here, although it's a period of time and it's abstaining from something, they don't need um, sex to survive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess to repopulate, but they yeah. don't need sex to, to uh survive. And so it's it's not the same thing as fasting. Also, another one is that we, we need to make sure that we don't confuse fasting with dieting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? The new fad right now is intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking a break, maybe it's eating your food in, in an eight-hour window and, and, and taking a break the rest of the time. You know, like, As we were talking about before the show, breakfast right yeah. is breaking the fast, but that's not even a biblical concept uh, of, of what a fast is because dieting by not eating has no spiritual purpose.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fasting has a spiritual purpose. I'm not saying you shouldn't diet that way. I'm not saying you shouldn't do intermittent fasting or that you should. I'm just saying it isn't fasting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fasting has to have a spiritual component to it where you are focusing on the Lord. You're replacing that physical need with a spiritual need. And God gets at that in Zechariah seven five, when he questions the people. And he says, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months, these 70 years, was it actually for me that you fasted? Right. So why are you, why are you doing it? Like that? That's a, that's a key component of fasting. It's got to be for the Lord.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just not eating breakfast until lunchtime is not uh, the, the spiritual fast that we get in the Bible. And no. so, oh man, like I'm an experienced faster. No, it's no. just an experienced dieter in that way, which again, is great if that's you know, what you want to do. You're it's skipping just a different a meal, thing.
0: But it's not fasting.
1: So we want to get into some methods about fasting because I think that's a, a question people have is, you know, when you when you learn more and read about fasting, it's like, oh, that, that seems like something well Maybe I don't really want to do it. I, I love food. I don't like to give up food if mm-hmm. I don't have to. Yeah. Um, but to understand what it, what it looks like. And so I think one of those guidelines uh, to start, we, we get in Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. And it says this When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And so that's that's kind of the first concept: is fasting is great, but the goal is not to pride yourself and show everybody else how great of a faster you are and how spiritually disciplined you are by the physical appearance that it shows. But go on with life, um, doing that in secret, and ultimately, that's how you'll be rewarded by by the Lord yeah
0: it, it it's a private it should be a private thing and, and, and we'll talk about that in a little bit too. There, there's private and corporate fasting, but it should be a a private thing. Um, you You have to follow these guidelines that, that God has put in place. A lot of times when we talk about fasting, people are telling you that I'm currently fasting right now, and they mean in the spiritual sense, but it's like we need to follow what this says and really keep it between us and God. Because there are times when I have fasted, and I thought about as a pastor sharing that example, um, so other people could be really trying to follow that or just to encourage them. And I haven't, because I just don't want to violate this guideline that, that Jesus put forth. Uh, but, but there are sometimes calls for corporate fast or fasting together. Back um, like in Esther uh, 4.16, uh, she said to go gather all the Jews that could be found and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for these three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do, and then I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. And so this is when Esther was going to the king to plead Mm -hmm. for the people and called for a a nationwide fast. Um, You see the same thing in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3, when Israel was being attacked and the king Jehoshaphat was afraid, and it says that he set his face to seek the Lord and He proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So, you have an entire nation fasting, um, and even in Joel, one fourteen, um, we we're they're commanded by God to consecrate a fast and to call a solemn assembly and gather all the elders and all the inhabitants of the land to the house of the Lord and cry out to God. So, this this idea is is there's both individual personal fasting and that's to be private between you and the Lord, and then. As a body of believers, we can come together and fast together and come before God for a specific purpose.
1: Mm -hmm. And another method we see too is in Daniel, Daniel verse one or chapter one, verses 12 through 15. And we see that that there's fasting here from certain types of food and for a period of time. So we see, it says this in verse 12, please test your servants for 10 days. So there's a period of time and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be observed in your presence and the appearance of the youths who are eating the king's choice food and deal with your servants according to what you see. So that's that's how it went. There was the difference between Daniel and between the other servants who ate the king's food and those and Daniel who just ate vegetables and water. So there was this fast for the Lord, but it wasn't abstaining from all food, and it was for a certain amount of time, that being ten days.
0: I'm also glad that being a vegetarian is considered a fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> It's not the norm, at least here.
0: <laughs> Temporarily. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was for 10 days. Um, there are other examples for longer periods of time. In fact, three for 40 days. Like in Exodus thirty four twenty eight, when Moses was on the mountain with God and he received the Ten Commandments, it says that he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights, and he neither ate bread nor drank water. That's miraculous. Like Going 40 days without water would kill you. So God sustained him miraculously. So we're not recommending taking a 40-day fast from water.
1: Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> no, First
0: uh, 1 Kings 19.8, Elijah is going to go meet with God um, at the Mount of God. And it says in verse 8 of First Kings 19, the angel of the Lord came to him a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat. And it goes on and says that he went 40 days and 40 nights with the food that he ate. And then in Luke 4, when Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness, it says that he fasted for 40 days. Um, During that, during that time while he's being tempted. So each of those are examples of 40 days. Um, That's the longest period of time we see anyone fasting Mm -hmm. in scripture. Um, But I thought it'd be a good point for us to talk about maybe periods of time that we could fast, you know, examples of things that maybe we've tried or um, because someone said, Hey, how long, how long should we fast? We see 10 days, we see 40 days. Uh, Maybe the, the example in Esther was maybe one
1: day, like what? That was, yeah, three days. It oh, was three, it three days, three days. Esters, but yeah. Yeah,
0: three days. So like, what, what are some examples um, that maybe you've tried?
1: Yeah, I've, I've done um, in the, in the few times I have fast, it's usually been for just a day or maybe a day and a half. Um, and that's, you know, it, w- what I appreciate about fasting is when, especially when I was um, making food for like my kids and like, I'm making that food and thinking, man, I'm kind of hungry, but that, that reminder of, okay, I'm hungry, but what am I going to do? Am I going to complain about being hungry or no? Oh yeah, I'm going to turn in prayer to the Lord to sustain me through this. And so I found um, for me doing uh, the one just one day of fasting from all the meals, I, I did drink water mm-hmm. um, during the day, but that was, I was thinking about God a lot more than I normally did because I was hungry throughout the day. But I kind of found throughout the day that, that almost the hunger curbed some because I felt God truly, you know, like... Uh, Stepping in, being 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 present in, in that way, as I relied on him for that. Yeah, I,
0: that's awesome. I, you know, I've fasted different periods of time for different amount, you know, different amounts. I've, I've done like a week fast where mm-hmm. I, I didn't eat anything, um, just drank for a week, um, uh, nothing other than like just like crackers. Yeah. Um, I the one that I, I think I do the most is fasting on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. um, as I'm preparing for worship. So I, for years, I can't remember how long. I mean, well over a decade. I I, I don't eat breakfast on Sunday mornings on purpose. I don't want to take that time that it would take to prepare breakfast, eat breakfast. I want to take that time to pray and seek the Lord and and really get ready for meeting with Him, preaching and stuff. And so that that's what I do on a regular basis. Um, and so that's just skipping one meal. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you can fast by by skipping a meal, but it's, this is not intermittent fasting, skipping a meal. Yeah is Skipping a meal and replacing that with time with the Lord, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And, and so, if you want to try fasting, um, if you're listening out there, I, I suggest maybe try skipping a meal. Yep. Start there. I mean, don't start at 40 days. Mm-hmm. Right. Start, start it, it. Take like say, say you're taking your lunch break. Instead of having lunch, take take out your Bible, spend some time in the Word, pray in response, and replace that time that you would be eating. With the Lord, yeah, and, and see and see what God does with that.
1: Yeah, and we don't get a you know a level of um how oh, spiritual bonuses to us where it's like oh look I you know I fasted for a week you could only fast for a meal like it's it's yeah, we're, no. you know we're not we're not comparing that was the whole thing Jesus pointed out no. with the hypocrites who were doing that and um, you know just from a practical sense if if you're thinking about fasting today for example but you know you're having company over for supper maybe fasting through supper isn't the wisest thing yeah. for the sake of company, you know? And, um, and so that was kind of the thing for me. I think there's different times I'd want to fast and it's like, ah, oh, but we have church dinner tonight and I, yeah. you know, I'm encouraging the youth kids to eat. I don't want to sit there and not eat and yep. be a you know, bad example in that way. Um, so I, I think just setting yourself up practically for it, but I, I think your example of yeah, on a lunch break or yeah. taking breakfast off for that intentionality, if you know that uh, maybe it's going to be kind of tough for the whole day kind of thing, but just starting there and, and trying it, part of it's just doing it. It's a spiritual discipline, just like anything else with mm-hmm. praying or with reading the Bible, we can have these plans, but at the end of the day, you just have to start, you have to try it. And then, uh, you know, from there coming up with a, a plan to be consistent or whatever is, is the way to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause if it, if it's, if it's, if it's something that you're just doing every day all the time, it's not a fasting cause it's not a period of time. It's just, that's your new, that's your new yeah, habit. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, um, yeah, adding it here and there. And, and like the time where I fasted for a week, my mom had cancer. They thought she was going to die. She ended up going home to be with Jesus. But I, I, I was fasting really just wanting to come before God. And, and every time where I would spend eating, I was now spending just seeking God over. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's powerful stuff. So some of the examples of fasting that we see, uh, just going back to what we see in the scripture first is examples of fasting for the purpose of prayer. Cause yeah. now we're looking yep. more into the purposes of it. Uh, and we see that in Ezra 8, 23, where it says, So we fasted and implored our God for this, and he listened to our entreaty. Yeah. So this uh, this fasting for the Lord, and God listened to them. So their, their purpose was prayer. And in Nehemiah 1, 4, it says, As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. So again, this point of connecting with the Lord through prayer by means of fasting.
0: Yeah, Daniel, same thing. Um, nine, Daniel 9, verse 3 He says, I turned my face to the Lord, seeking him by prayer, and it says, uh, pleading for mercy with fasting and sackcloth. And so, coupled with his prayer was fasting. Psalm 35, 15, um, the psalmist is writing about going through this time of grieving, and he's praying for those who are sick. And he says, but I, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting, and I prayed. With my head bowed on my chest and so we see fasting and prayer are coupled together yep you know and, and so taking taking that time away from the the food and focusing rather on communion with God and speaking to him is an important part of fasting
1: and another example of the purpose of fasting is that of repentance mm. we see that in first Samuel 7 six where it says so they gathered at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day. And said there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. So clearly they understood they did wrong. They sinned against the Lord. It makes it clear as day there. And what was their response? Fasting. Yeah. Fasting that day as a means of repentance.
0: Yeah. Um, you see it in, in Psalm sixty nine ten. Uh, when I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it then became our approach. And so we see this, this, this grief or sorrow because of sin And the response to that was to humble before the Lord with fasting. Or in Joel 2.12, God speaking to the people in their sin, he says, Yet now, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Again, that's Joel 2.12. God is telling them, you you want to return to me? Here's Here's how I want you to do it. I want you to come to me with all your heart, not just part of it, all of it. There's going to be sorrow, mourning, fasting. Um, so we see that part of repentance can be fasting.
1: Yeah, so we have examples of uh, the purpose of fasting for prayer and for, um, for repentance, and then just for some other God-honoring purposes. For example, in Acts 14.23, we see this act of uh, fasting for consecrating or setting apart. And it says, and when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So one, you see the prayer Mm -hmm. coupled with fasting here, but for the purpose of committing them to the Lord in whom they have believed. In fact, we do that as well at our church when we have ordained pastors or deacons, uh, we will pray on them. Um, at least uh, at, at the front for the purpose of prayer. We haven't done fasting with it. No, uh, generally point, we have but, a, a
0: meal after. Yeah,
1: actually, <laughs> so maybe something to consider, but that, that purpose of committing them still is is what I'm getting at, that setting them apart for this purpose for the Lord. And we see in Acts that it was by prayer and fasting. So that's something you know to consider.
0: Yeah, and then even we, we talked to earlier uh, about Jesus uh, fasting for 40 days when he was being tempted. And in that in that example, like in Luke 4, Um, we see that that fasting was a way in which Jesus was fighting uh, this spiritual battle. So fasting is a means of spiritual warfare. Let me read you the text where it says that Luke 4, starting in verse 2, says he ate nothing during those days, and when the days were ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And by the way, fasting proves that. Yep, <laughs> you know, yep. Fasting proves that verse that Jesus quoted. And and so Jesus in the midst of spiritual warfare was fasting.
1: Yeah, I think it's fascinating that verse where it says when they ended then he was hungry. Like yeah. that's one of the craziest parts. It, he wasn't hungry, soon, before he was that, hungry before 40 that. days. Man, I'm hungry after like 4 hours. But anyways, A- A- Acts 13, 2 through 3, it brings it up, fasting as an act of worship, and it says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, so there we get that setting apart, for the work to which I've called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Mm-hmm. So again, this uh, worship and fasting tied together, all also for the purpose of setting apart these two men for the work of the gospel. So it's all kind of um, intertwined there.
0: Yeah, and I, I love how that's connected, right? They were worshiping the Lord and fasting. It's just it it said like this is just a normal practice. Yeah. Right. This isn't some unique thing. It's like, oh, you know, it's just that's what they're doing. That's that was their normal thing. They they would worship and they would and they would couple it with fasting. And it would help us, I believe, if we saw fasting as an act of worship mm-hmm. rather than just a spiritual discipline, because it is a spiritual discipline and it's mm-hmm. it's one we need. But it it's also an act of worship. Yeah you know, showing, showing your dependence and reliance upon God and desiring him more than food.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tough part. You know, cause it's we, we desire, desire
0: food Yeah, you know, we, we long for, Oh, I just, I love this or that tastes so good or this is delicious, but this desiring God more than food. It it just, to me, when I see it right there, as you were reading that in, in Acts thirteen two through three there, it just makes it clear that it really is an act of worship and it's about desiring God more than food.
1: Yeah, and then just another example of that fasting with worship is in Luke 237. It says then as a widow uh until she was 84. So this woman being in it was talking about when she was married for some years and now widow until she was 84 and it said she did not depart from the temple worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. Mm. Talk about a committed woman to the Lord, a widow for all those years, never leaving the temple worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. That that's that's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and yeah, worshipping with fasting. Yep. Um, that's something we we need to resurrect in our churches today. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew chapter nine is an interesting one, and in, in verse fourteen, the disciples of John come to Jesus and they say, "Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast?" And Jesus said to them, "Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast." Now the concept here, the purpose of fasting here, is is something that you have to kind of read between the lines because it doesn't lay it out specifically or uh, even as clearly as what we saw in some of these other examples. But in this one here, what we see is that when Jesus is taken away from them, when he's gone, you notice how it says that it says taken away from them. That's where they're going to view it. There was going to be grieving. There's going to be sorrow, sadness, a longing to see him again. And so fasting was a way to respond to that grief. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes when we're depressed or in grief or sorrow, or whatever, we, we might not eat. Well, that's not fasting. That's not eating. Yep, The grief is overtaken and you're not hungry. But here, what Jesus is saying is, the proper response to that grief is to abstain from food, to fast. And what is fasting? Desiring God more than food, focusing on God rather than food, having God satisfy a spiritual need while also satisfying a physical need as you pointed out Jesus wasn't even hungry when he was fasting. Yep. And and so this purpose here is it's a way to deal with sorrow and grief
1: and loss. Yeah, so just to summarize all of what we've we've covered, fasting is mentioned commonly throughout the Bible and is a spiritual discipline that we should consider acting on in our lives as believers. From scripture it is clear that fasting directly deals with abstaining from food but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't consider taking breaks from other things in our lives for the sake of focusing on the Lord. When fasting, our goal should never be to glorify ourselves and display to others visible effects of our fast or to explain to them how long we've been fasting, but it ought to be private between us and the Lord. We also see in scripture multiple 40-day fasts, but we don't have a prescribed one-size-fits-all amount of time to fast when we do. In some cases, fasting may be from food, whereas in others it may be from certain types of food, such as with the case of Daniel, or for just a certain period of time, or even just uh, one specific meal. But when we fast, we should be doing it for the purpose of prayer, repentance, or other God honoring reasons. Never for the purpose of weight loss or something of that nature. Fasts are always spiritual in nature. As an essential discipline that today's Christians are quick to ignore, fasting is something that we would definitely encourage you to engage in to strengthen your relationship with the Lord. Amen. Yeah, and.
0: It, and we, I encourage you to keep it private too. Yeah, uh, you know, what I'm saying like we're we want you to we want you to engage in it, but start off just you and the Lord. You know, maybe you're just skipping a meal, uh, and and you're going to pray. Maybe it's um you're going to cut out some types of food that you normally eat. Um, you just change how you do things like that. But but we encourage you to really do this. Um, and we ask we're going to be praying for you and ask that you pray for us that we would fast more too because fasting is something Absolutely. that that all of us as Christians, particularly here in America don't we don't do that as enough as we should
1: Mm -hmm. so that concludes today's show thank you so much for listening we appreciate your support god bless we'll talk to you all next week
0: thank you for listening to the 1717 podcast if you have any questions please connect with us on twitter or email us at 1717pod at gmail.com